Cody Kids. We had a great show for you, recapping last week's NFL and college football, because we have wall-to-wall service since Thanksgiving. So let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is December 4th, and I am coming down from a football banger. Wall-to-wall coverage since Turkey Day. How are you oh, doing yeah. today, sir? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. It's a little rough coming down from the time you wake up to the time you close your eyes from Turkey Day to about Sunday. You get wall-to-wall football coverage, and now we go back to the the grind, the grindstone, you'd say. Uh, but it's yeah. been pretty good. It was an interesting week, to say the least. We got some good recaps coming here for you for the NFL and college. It was a week of teams getting embarrassed, just straight up embarrassed. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, like you said, it was awesome just having four days of just nonstop football. It's a little tough getting back to work, but yeah, I mean, there were some teams that really got uh, really got smoked on the field. It was ugly. Oh, it was bad. We'll start with last night's game, which I, I watched most of it. I ended up passing out about late into the fourth, about two minutes left. At that point, the game was essentially over. But Russell Wilson, I mean, the Seattle Seahawks, that is a legit football team coming back yeah. down in that game. Also, I didn't know Booger. Apparently, Booger doesn't know who Russell Wilson is or thinks we don't know who Russell Wilson is because he did not shut the fuck up last night about how <laughs> the national media doesn't give Russell Wilson his due because he's never received an MVP vote, which I knew is crazy, but I don't think a single person is out here like, oh, this Russell Wilson guy's phenomenal. We just haven't been talking about him for a couple of years. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I think Russell Wilson's very, he's a very well-known quarterback. I think a lot <laughs> of people would probably say he's top five quarterback currently in the NFL, and I don't feel like he's disrespected. Maybe he should get some MVP MVP votes. I do agree with that. But uh, um, Russell Wilson's a pretty well-known player, pro bowler. I mean, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. (laughs) I don't either. And he kept bringing it up, too. It wasn't like one thing in the beginning where it was just maybe a mind bump where he was like maybe a little nervous because it's a big game or something. But no, he just kept bringing it up all night. I was like, what the fuck's going on with Booger? (laughs) He kept bringing it up. It was a weird broadcast like it generally is on Monday nights. And... um, also, I mean, it was nice seeing mic'd up Russell Wilson, but I mean, every single time they kept going back to him, I'm like, all right, this guy's starting to sound like a dad coaching T-ball. Like, what, do you, what is he doing? Like, he seems like a good guy. I like Russell Wilson. I'm a way bigger fan now that he doesn't have, like, super annoying players on his team, like Michael Bennett, Richard Sherman, Brandon Browner, and all that. I used to hate the Seahawks. I kind of like him now, and I like Russell Wilson, but his motivation is... It, it's effective, but it's kind of weird to me. I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. My favorite was that uh, David Moore touch, long-ass touchdown. They had him mic'd up for him. They're doing his dancing. He, like, runs yeah. up super excited, and then he realized, oh, wait, no, they're celebrating without me. He's just hanging over to the side. And then they finish. He's like, good job, bud. I was like, fuck. All right, four-year-old dad. Pass along. <laughs> it's so weird. And then he, like, talked to Chris Carson on the side. He's like, okay, three, two. Here we go now, three, two. And you can tell Chris Carson was just like, dude, stop talking to me. <laughs> Like, I'm sure they all love Russell, but I'm sure sometimes they're like, can we stop this, like, rah-rah type? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. This was my thoughts. <laughs> Brings you back to the T-ball field that you're saying there with the dad. I know. I was like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> oh, but not to take away, the play was fantastic. Seattle Seahawks, I mean, they are a fun-ass team to watch this they year. They are. They are really enjoyable, and they're playing really good football down the stretch. I mean, that division is tough as nails to kind of break away from, but – that is a good-looking football team. So are the Vikings. The Vikings, surprisingly, yeah. are not maybe surprisingly. It's more the linchpin's always Kirk Cousins, but they are also playing high-end football, which was nice to get yeah. on Monday night. 
yeah, there's been a couple, I think, now back-to-back good Monday games. Like I said, the Vikings are doing better. They did get a gift, though, on that turnover where Russell's ball was batted, and then Russell just sets up and just volleyball spikes it back into the field of play. I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> I so they got a little gift there. Yeah. <laughs> I had never seen something like that. It was shocking to see Russell kind of make that big of a yeah, brain. Russell form. of all players, yeah. Yeah, like that would be like essentially like Tom Brady doing the exact same thing. Like these are two of the smartest QBs in the league doing yeah. – he did something real dumb. Um, Bonehead. That, that division, tough as nails to get out of it. Like, Rams are 7-5. and five. They're not a great football team, but they're third in that division behind two 10-2 teams, which is just tough to try to come back from, um, which I think just gets it maybe not embarrassing, but we'll kind of back it up to the first game of the week because it started off with a banger, 49ers-Ravens. Lamar Jackson might be the greatest football player. I may be not the greatest football player, but having the greatest football season I have seen in any recent memory. Like, that man is on fire. And the Ravens are also a fun-ass team to watch this season. Yeah, the Ravens are unreal. Lamar Jackson basically plays two positions. Um, I remember back in August, my fantasy team sucked, so it didn't really help me. But I remember saying to our group in fantasy, I remember saying, you know, your teams all look good and all, but my quarterback's going to run for 1,100 yards. I kind of said that as a joke. But he's going to run for 1,100 yards. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> this is insane. He might run for more. I mean, it is insane the way that this guy plays. And he's so fun to watch. The Ravens, I mean, they got to give credit to John, John Harbaugh, who just brought him in, completely just made an entire offense for him. I mean, the coaching staff there. So you got to give them a lot of credit as well. Um, the Ravens are awesome. I love watching them. Huge credit. And you saw the reports coming out about, you know, league front offices going – looking back through their scattering reports, like how the hell did we miss on this guy? And don't get me wrong. I thought it was a big miss at the time when he fell kind of in the draft. I thought he was going to be a player that could really kind of explode on the scene if he got into the right situation, which is key. All these football teams need to realize it's the same thing. Like when you sign any player for that matter, if you try to put a square peg in a round hole, it isn't going to fit credit. Like you said to the Ravens for really doing just, reorganizing their entire team and structure where they went out, they got an offensive coordinator who could fit, build an offense completely tearing to him. They kept RG three on the roster, even though, you know, that's kind of dead cap space, especially last year, just to mentor him. And they've completely changed their offense to make sure that this kid has every opportunity to succeed. And then it's just on him, which that should really be your story. Whoever you draft, you need to make sure your football team is designed for them and not try to fit them into some system that doesn't work for them. Cause when you do, you have explosive football. Yeah, exactly. Um, also on that game, I, just to give credit, um, San Francisco, they're still fine. Just because they oh, lost, I mean, yeah, they're fine. They're a good fucking team. They could beat the Ravens, um, as we saw. Um, I also think it's kind of funny how I think San Francisco has come to the East Coast twice this year, Skins and Ravens, and both games are just downpours. They're probably just <laughs> like, we're never coming back to the East Coast again. This sucks. Just the shittiest weather, and it was freezing, too. Yeah. Like, freezing rain. Like, oh, yeah. I was talking about it on the couch. I was like, that has got to be the absolute worst to play. And like, I didn't mind playing in the rain when it's, like, yeah. hot summer day or something. As defensive player, it's like, I don't have to worry about catching the ball. I'm just flying around. But freezing rain? Nope. <laughs> See you oh, later. Yeah. Yeah, the 49ers are just fine. Like, oh, yeah. that's the thing that gives you resolve in the Ravens, because now they've beaten two, two best defenses in the league. They beat the Patriots. They've beaten the 49ers. I mean, that's pretty fucking good. It's not like we're in the early seasons, early weeks of the season where you don't really know what they're bringing to the table. 
You can yeah. game plan for these guys, and they still do exactly what they want to do on the football field. It's impressive as hell. It's super impressive. Um, and maybe excluding maybe like the Saints, um, who the Ravens haven't played. No, they haven't. Um, well, they don't. Um, they beat the top three teams in the league. They beat Seattle, they beat the 49ers, and they beat New England. So, I mean, they are riding as high as a team possibly can ride right now. It's that is a battle tested team, which is scary because you had the Patriots, which were bouncing a little out of order. I don't necessarily know if you're hitting the panic button yet on them, but that is a little tough. What you saw down in Houston this week, especially with the linebacking core for Houston showing up in SWAT gear. Normally you'd be like Patriots by a million. And this year it is. It's not looking pretty offensively for the Patriots right now. It's not. It doesn't seem like Tom trusts anyone other than like Julian. And I mean, you know, maybe like James White. Rex Burkhead. Yes. I mean, he trusted them, but he doesn't seem to trust any of his receiving core right now. That's an issue for the receivers, but it's also an issue for Tom. Tom is starting to maybe slow down. Um, yeah. You knew it was going to happen eventually. The guy is like 41, 42. So you knew it would eventually happen. And I'm not saying it has happened, but it seems like he's really starting to slow down. Um, so I don't know, but Houston really, I mean, they. They really couldn't play. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was bad. It really, it was ugly. That score, that score was kind of close. That game was not close. Yeah, I think the problem with Tom, I don't know if I'm going to go with he's on the decline yet because people have been made foolish with that take, and I'm not. Oh, yeah. I'll, when I see it officially, kind of really go downhill. They're still a ten and two team, right? Ten oh, and yeah. two. Um, yeah. He can still kind of fling it. The problem is he is at the point in age where you need to give him weapons to sort of help him out. Because he is not going to be able to just kind of throw it around to absolutely nobody's like he's done his entire most of his career, not his entire right. career. Because he had he did have Randy, he did have Gronk for periods yeah. of time. There have been some real talent on that team, but in the early days, maybe not as much. Um, yeah. No offense to Dion Branch, but you weren't kind of Hall of Fame talent there. Um, it is one of those things. As soon as you double Julian, nobody else is getting open. There's no trust level there. It is one of those situations, too, where you're in the season. You can't really go out and get anybody at this point in time. So I don't know what the answer is there. Maybe it is kind of going old school football and just hoping the defense holds out and then just grinding offenses to a halt by, or defense to a halt by just running the ball a bunch and doing some real short kind of throwing Julian Edelman in the slot. But it's it's going to be Bill Belichick's finest hour if he can get that offense to kind of roll this postseason. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, you know, I've been seeing, you know, the whole Antonio Brown rumors swirling around. I don't see it happening. They don't have any sort of ruling on what what his like his punishment is, if there is a punishment, if there's not a punishment. I, I don't see the Patriots taking on that headache, just kind of a bunch of unknowns with him. So I, I, maybe it'll happen, but I don't see them taking Antonio Brown. Yeah. And credit, too, to the, the Texans. I feel like we've, we've talked too much maybe about the Patriots in this situation. The Texans, I thought, by this part of the season would start to fall apart. Like, the wheels would just start to fall off yeah. the bus, as they always do. And they're not. Like, they are playing high-end football, which is impressive without their best player, J.J. Watt. Uh, well, you can probably say Deshaun Watson is up there. But one of their best players on that team, J.J. Watt. And they're still playing phenomenal football. They're sitting at 8-4 and four with the Titans charging, which we'll get to here in a little bit. But that is a hell of a football team right now that's looking good coming down the stretch yeah they are and um just quickly back on the patriots there maybe they shouldn't have gotten rid of josh gordon just saying yeah <laughs> might have been a mistake in hindsight probably was a mistake tom seemed yeah. to kind of trust him and josh gordon can make plays with bodies around him kind of dumb them to get rid of him i would agree that's actually a very good point to kind of circle back around too because 
Josh Gordon is, like you said, a guy that Tom Brady seemed to trust. He was playing really good football. I don't care if he's maybe not tuned in perfectly to the Patriots way, which is kind of the spin they tried to send out when they got rid of him. I didn't really buy it that much at the time. I don't know what the issue was, but. Yeah, it, it was weird. Yeah, it was weird because he did seem like he had kind of pulled his life around together and he was really dedicated to football. That was what the story was for most of the season. Um, but yeah, that that really could come back to bite him in the butt. And Seahawks, once again, they're turning not necessarily into the Patriots because they don't have the, the pedigree and the resume, but yeah. that organization is very similar run if you look at it from that standpoint. And they went and they picked up that, what, the Patriots garbage. One man's garbage is another man's, what was it, gold, treasure, whatever. Treasure. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Got that with Josh Gordon. But the host in Houston's looking good. I've kind of alluded to it. I think it's a good point to put it up there. The ta- or the Titans. Oh, yeah. Are the Titans for real? I mean, they might be doing it right now because they are fast-charging ever since making the switch to Ryan Tannehill. Who would have thought that would have been the story? Making the switch to Ryan Tannehill is making you a playoff contender. Yeah, that's pretty bizarre. I remember, like, when we were doing our uh, NFL preview for, like, 16 weeks in the summer. <laughs> um, I remember saying um, – I didn't mean this like in a way that he would take the team to another level, but I remember saying I could see Mariota losing his job to Tannehill. Now that didn't yeah. mean like I thought they were going to be good, um, but they appear to be good. And this is always uh, this is kind of we're kind of getting into Derrick Henry season. Um, he likes to oh, yeah. he likes to dominate like the last six games of every season, and he's he's doing that right now. <laughs> that is an understatement. He is absolutely taking over the league. That yeah. is the man around town here and i get it who wants to tackle that freak in the cold weather because he is an athletic specimen and is absolutely dominating the foot game because i have him on one of my fantasy teams and i keep track of him every week because he is much watched football but if you get him going plus a half competent quarterback in ryan Tannehill, they got something special brewing down in titans land they might win themselves they might fuck around and win themselves a playoff game or two because that is that is a that is a competent offense now with a very good defense flying around making plays. Yeah, I mean the Titans have always kind of randomly like not always but recently they have been kind of like limping into the playoffs and then they're kind of a team that no one seems to want to face. Um, I, I could see that potentially happening again this year. I, I don't see I don't know if I see Houston giving it up giving up the division, but we could possibly see Tennessee swoop in for our wild card for sure. Well, here's the thing. We're going to learn real quick what type of football team this is because they have got themselves a tough schedule down the stretch. They're playing the Raiders next week, which the Raiders, the wheels are falling off the bus yeah, very yeah. quickly there. Then they got the Texans, the Saints, the Texans. So we're going to learn real quick what type of team this football team is. They play Texans at yeah. home, Saints at home, and then they got to go to Texans to finish out the season. But that is going to be some must-watch TV down the stretch because they are. They're playing good football on both sides of the ball. Vrabel's got them going, and Derek, it is Derrick Henry year. Like, it is that time of year, as you said, where he just takes off. That 6'3", 238 with, like, 4'5 speed coming down the tracks, get out the way is what every yeah. single defender is thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that 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 schedule you just mentioned, if they, if they win that first game against Houston, there's potential that Week 17 matchup could be for the division, which would be huge. Um, If not, maybe Houston will will have it wrapped up and they'll be resting starters and Tennessee can just coast their way to a wild card berth. But uh, that that Week 17 matchup could be big time. Yep. How about our Colts bet, too? Our long-term Colts bet. They're having to sweat us out there, but that was a huge win for us. 
Yeah, the, the Colts taking the L there was massive for us. They they have to win out, and they played the Saints in one of the games. Um, yep. So I'm feeling real confident there. I'm thinking under nine and a half is is just about guaranteed at this point. They go three and one down the stretch, and we we, we win that bet. They're kind of they're kind of there for a playoff push, perhaps. They're they're out of the wild card spot right now, so I'm a little cons- there's still a little sweat with the wild card part of it. But I think you and I are pretty much good on the under nine and a half dubs. Yeah. On the I'd agree. The problem here is they benefit. They play my Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Jags, where they then have the Titans have that tough stretch, so they could maybe get themselves into the playoffs. But yeah, for those yeah. of you who don't know. When we were to get, we were in Chicago when uh, Andrew Luck news got announced. Rushed immediately to our phones, just screaming, "Go, go, 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 go!" <laughs> got an under on what was it, nine wins, and then I got nine and a half. Nine and a half, yep. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. we'll see if that hits. Um, but yeah, they've they've sort of Venetary. I mean, it's sort of sad. It's that same thing when we kind of well, mentioned about Tom, like his time will eventually come. You're seeing it with Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, that generation of players. Vinatieri, not even crawling to the finish line at this point. He is yeah. kaput. And it's sad to see an absolute legend kind of go out that way. It is. I mean, because he is, in my opinion, he is a Hall of Famer. Um, yes. First ballot. Pro- so um, many big moments. Yeah, he's had so many big moments. He might be. He dude. might be. I, I don't know really if they put in. Be. Do they put in kicker's first ballot? I mean, I feel like they should. He's probably the best. I don't. I haven't looked it up, but I would assume he's probably the best kicker there ever was i mean the guy is an absolute legend in the game does he have the most points in the nfl all time i think right that was the thing that i was thinking about probably I was like, not. yeah <laughs> i mean he, he probably is. has the most points all time in the nfl so yeah i mean no matter what he's a hall of famer and it's definitely sad just to see you know a legend go out on the field and it's just like no one trusts him no one like has any sort of confidence when it used to be like oh venetary's coming up that's that that's good but yep. uh it's tough to see it really is Sun, snow, rain, sleet, didn't matter. Yeah. Always just automatic. And now it is. I know he got some kicks blocked in that game, but even that, he's just, it's been bad. I feel like the Colts, you got to kind of move on at that point. Um, uh, yeah. I thought he was going to retire midseason. I really did. I did too. Yeah. I thought when he was starting to miss some kicks early and the news was coming out that he was going to hold a, like a press conference. I forget what week mm-hmm. that was. I thought it yeah, was. Yeah, he said, like, you'll hear from me tomorrow. I, he said something like that, and I was like, he's calling it quits. But he yep. Didn't. He did not. Uh, before we get into the absolute embarrassments, let's talk about your Redskins. Not really tanking in the right way. <laughs> Getting, Weird. I know it's good to get a win, but not really tanking the way you want to see them tank. Not tanking the correct way, however, I will say this. We got a win, and we moved up a spot in the draft. So I'm that cool. is true. We went from fourth <laughs> to third. So we got a win, and then we went to third. So I love that. We're currently the hottest team in the NFC East. Look out. Yeah. <laughs> we are... We've won two straights while the Giants, Eagles, and Cowboys have all lost two straights. So you don't want to see the skins right now. Um, but uh, all jokes aside, I will say, yeah, it is. he's still not looking like a star, but he's he's making the right decisions. Where he like three weeks ago, he was not making the right decisions. So I'll take that. I'll take that. You know. Yeah, the game is slowing down. I think a little bit for him because before you could just see like a frightened boy, oh. almost like, oh wow, this is a different game speed that i'm used to playing <laughs> yeah it, it really was yeah like, it was it was, it was oh yeah and he just wasn't making the right decision now he's not connecting in a lot of his passes 
but they seem to be the right pass. So I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm looking for anything here. I mean, it's not going, he's not throwing it to like triple coverage like he was before. And um, he had his first full game, Darius Geis, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Darius Geis is good. <laughs> I mean, the story with him is if he can just stay healthy, it is. Yeah. That is a good situation to have. Sort of well, like Tannehill, like, not good in the sense that he's, Geist good, but like we're finally seeing what Tannehill can do with a healthy, kind of competent coaching staff. Darius Geist, we're seeing what he can do healthy, and it is whoo, that is a pretty sight to see. He looks like a stud. He does. Yeah. Now, you had mentioned it, the NFC East. They can, we can start there as far as the absolute, just, I mean, the motto of this weekend should just be teams getting embarrassed left and right. The NFC East, collectively, is 2-17 versus teams above 500 outside of the division right now. The Cowboys haven't beat the team above 500. And the Eagles went down to Miami and got absolutely embarrassed. I don't know how you even say you're an Eagles fan after that game. That was pitiful. So the NFC East is a bit of a dumpster fire, to say the least. It is a dumpster fire. And I would never have done this, but in hindsight, I'm like, man— I wish I bet money line on the Bills and money line on the Dolphins in a nice parlay. Like, oh my God, I would have never done it, but shit, man. <laughs> like, what's what going my, on? Yeah, one of my few good bets this week, because it was, and we'll get to it in a little bit when we get to college recap real quick. It was an atrocious week for me, which is, we'll get there. But yeah, the Bills did have the Bills, which Cowboys, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's got to be the end of Jason Garrett, because I don't oh. know how... You have that talented of a roster and can't beat a team north of 500. Like, I just, I don't see how he can, I don't know why he's still coaching, really. I guess it's just one of those things where you don't want to fire a coach kind of before the season's over, and they're still sort of in the hunt because I believe they yeah. sit top of the division, so they they're can still top. make the playoffs. But, I mean, oh, yeah. they probably will. that's not good. <laughs> not being able to beat mm-hmm. a single team north of 500 is a huge red flag. Like, sirens should be ringing nonstop, which I'm sure they are in Jerry Jones' head. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, the Bills literally walked in there and just dominated them. I mean, I took the spread, but I was just like, wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Eagles, I just, I, I don't, the wheels are falling off the bus quickly there, too, because I think, like, I don't want to give up on Carson Wentz yet because I don't think it's entirely his fault. I mean, he's throwing essentially nobody for most of the season yeah. but still to go in and to lose to the dolphins the tanking dolphins who are also tanking in the wrong way but still right. still maintaining position that is a rough sight to see i mean they've got like their punter throwing the ball to their kicker yeah and the eagles <laughs> like the eagles like can't stop it so i don't know what the hell is going on there um carson wentz like you said i'm not ready to give up on him if I was an Eagles fan, I'd be furious with the massive contract that they gave him. Um, yeah. But it's weird. Yeah, he's he's playing like shit. And it's kind of funny that um, – I mean, it's not funny. It's, I mean, I don't like people, like seeing people play like shit. But it's kind of ironic slash funny that Nick Foles also just got benched too. <laughs> yep, which is an awesome lead into my next kind of embarrassment because my Bucks got a win, which I'm happy about. Jameis played well, which I'm happy about. I mean, the biggest thing with Jameis is he's a turnover machine. You can't win football games and have sustained success if you turn over the ball like Jameis does. So I'm still out on Jameis. Like, these games are not making me go, oh, yeah, Jameis is our quarterback of the future. But Jacksonville, this is an embarrassment because you put $88 million into yeah. Nick Foles and you are benching him 
for Minshew, which I like Minshew. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's going to be some phenomenal quarterback in the league, but I like him as a person, and he's fun to watch. But yeah. that is a disaster and embarrassment. <laughs> like, that that's is really a bad. bad. Situation. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a really bad situation. Um, they never – going back a little bit. They never re-signed Bortles to a second contract, right? They just let him play out his rookie contract? Yeah, they extended him right. for the fifth year, and then they, for, they did the fifth-year option, right? Yeah. Okay, well, at least they, I was going to say I, they did bomb on two quarterbacks, but yeah, that that is super embarrassing that you literally really go all in with Nick Foles. Jacksonville is always kind of this fake team that everyone seems to hype up because they have one year of success. Yep, Jacksonville sucks. They are bums. They are not a good team. Hell. Florida football teams, Florida NFL teams suck. So does college. <laughs> there isn't a good college team either in the state. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Florida football, terrible. Terrible, which is a sad sight to see because the athletes in Florida are I know. phenomenal. Yeah. But it is. It's a sorry-ass state right now in football. It really is. And that is an embarrassment. The other embarrassment, which I really cannot wait to bring up here, is Cleveland Browns. We bring them up every week. Yeah. I don't want to hear another word out of the Cleveland Browns Association. We did say during our – I think we were both similar on the same page, where we thought that they could have – like it seemed like they should have a very good football season. But if they failed, it would be in hysterical fashion, and that is exactly where we are. They are an undisciplined football team. They got their head coach wearing – Pittsburgh started it. Well, Pittsburgh just ended it for you there, bud. They are 5-7 and seven with Landry Jones, OBJ, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, all on the same team. OBJ has 52 receptions. That's a joke. And they lost to a Steelers without Big Ben. Le'Veon Bell was gone from that franchise. Antonio Brown was gone from that franchise. No Juju, no Connor, no Pouncey. And they lost to a third-string quarterback. You are a joke, Cleveland. Sit your ass down. Shut up. Stop the fanatics. Fire Freddie Kitchens. Start over. Game, set, match. Couldn't agree with you anymore. Freddie Kitchens is an idiot. Head coach does not wear a shirt like that. He is a moron. A shirt... Especially a professional head coach. You don't yes. wear that. What are that you is doing? College league rivalry week nonsense. Yes. This is the NFL, and you're not winning. It'd be different if you were winning. Yeah. It, we're embarrassing teams. You're getting embarrassed by a third string quarterback with literally Dave nobody duck. to go to. Yeah, Dave Dave duck. duck. Who makes professional duck calls? That's the guy yeah. you're losing to. Exactly. Yeah, Cleveland's annoying. Cleveland can go to hell. Um, yeah. One other team I quickly want to mention, I think it's kind of funny how the New York Jets losing to a winless Dolphins team, then win three straight, and then lose to a winless Cincinnati Bengals team. Yep. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was the next point I was getting to. They're the only team in the history of the NFL to lose to two 0-7 or worse teams in the same season. <laughs> I didn't even know that, but that's hilarious. Disaster. Another just cherry on the top of embarrassment weekend. <laughs> the Jets. Yeah. I think you got to fire Adam Gates too because you're oh, in on yeah. Darnold. You can't have that guy screwing up that development because you're in on him. Like, I'm pretty sure the Jets are sold and going, Darnold's our guy, which I don't know is going to work out in the future, but they're in on him, which they're only a year or two into his deal. You got to get a coach that can sort of mold him because that is not something you like. You cannot have this. That is an embarrassment. <laughs> They scored like six points, didn't they? Yeah, it was 22-6 to six against the Bengals, who have been in defense competitive, but they still haven't won a game this year. And they had Andy play, and I know that sounds like, well, 
they should have lost. But at this point, they needed Andy if they wanted to get a win. Um, Andy Dalton had the biggest middle finger to a franchise game ever. He yeah, came yeah. in in. I haven't seen Andy look that good in a long time. He was He's zipping the ball. Yes, he was. Just going. This is my open tryout NFL. I'm coming for one of your other teams because that was an absolute middle finger to the entire Bengals organization. It was good for him. Yeah, they benched him on his birthday. Good for him. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that was an embarrassment. One last point too. Mike Tomlin, he might be having the greatest coaching job in the league right now. The things he's doing, yeah. he's got them at seven and five and pushing for the insane. playoffs with literally nobody on the roster right now. It is impressive. It's crazy, dude. Yesterday I looked up actually the playoff picture because I wanted to see where the Colts were for our bet, and I was just like, this. That was like the Steelers. I couldn't yeah. believe it. I was just like, holy shit. Uh, that's that's super impressive. Hell of a coaching job. That sort of does it for that week. The one bit of NFL news before we quickly jump into college because we'll do that real quick. Ron Rivera, out yeah. at the Panthers. I don't know if I have a feeling. I'm going to say it right now. He will be a head coach on another football team next year, and that football team will have a better record than the year they did before. I actually think he's a competent head coach, which is hard oh, to come by in the NFL. The team just the team's been on a downhill slope ever since Cam Newton made a business decision in the Super Bowl, and it hasn't gone well. And I just think he's working with not the best talent. I mean, you got Christian McCaffrey. He's obviously amazing in Gerald McCoy, yeah. but I don't think they diagnosed the right problem there. I don't think it's his necessarily fault, and I think he's going to be a head coach next year, and he's going to improve whatever roster he's on. AKA, potentially the Bang or not the Bengals, potentially the Browns. <laughs> I can see that. Too. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's Ron Rivera's like, fault necessarily either. I do think he's a good coach. I was shocked when I saw he was there for nine years. Was, Holy shit, life just flies by. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he'll be he'll be coaching somewhere next year. I agree. I could see it being one of those fires, too, where maybe they, they sort of know he's a good head coach, but it's one of those things where he's been there for so long, like you said, the nine yeah. years. You just kind of get need to get some fresh blood in it. Absolutely. But that, I think, is going to be one of those situations where – one man's trash is another man's treasure, and he is going to improve whatever football team he's on next year because he is a good football coach. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> um, quickly to the college football before we wrap this up. Woo! What a week. The Iron Bowl. This is Come where on. I want to go because I have some great thoughts on this. First off, hell of a game. Unfortunate, unfortunate the way it ended, but mm-hmm. I did not realize this until I saw it tweeted out. Did you know that the entire SEC combined – Minus Auburn is one in twenty-three against Nick Saban. Current coaches, Gus Malzahn is three and four. That is hell of impressive <laughs> for a guy who is essentially an eight-win coach at Auburn, which I think Auburn's probably going to be fine with if they keep beating Alabama here like they have been. Yeah. But that's—I did not know that. That I mean, it makes sense because Bama almost never loses. But it's insane that Gus Malzahn is the guy that keeps beating Saban. That is pretty crazy. I did not know that as well. Um... But, yeah, it does seem like if anyone ever beats Bama, it generally is Auburn. Um, awesome game. Like you said, the ending did kind of suck. I would have liked to have, like, a more exciting ending. Um, the way they lined up, the way they confused Alabama in order to get the penalty, genius. Yep. Um, in my opinion, that's people like to, like, compare Saban and Belichick. Uh, no. Uh, no. Bel- what Auburn did is something Bill would have done. Yep. Not something that Saban did. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What Auburn did is something like some genius thing that Bill would have done. Doing that was genius. It completely confused them. That Alabama team was very undisciplined in that game. Um, mm-hmm. 
Most, it was an awesome most game. penalties in, I think, a game under Nick Saban in that game. I think I want to hear that stat the most. Yeah. I could see that. It was ridiculous. Super bad. It just, I think if two was in that game, I don't know if Auburn necessarily wins that game. I agree. But still, Alabama, Auburn gave the committee an early Christmas gift by beating Alabama like they did because Alabama has not had their historic defense, which I would generally think gives them the green light automatically to kind of get in to the playoffs. They didn't have a good defense this year. And then they got beat their two losses, so they're automatically out. But I do think it was kind of one of those junkyard games where Auburn typically wins this. Also, State of Alabama is really going to start to hate Tigers because in 2019, Nick Saban is exclusively lost to Tiger teams. He lost to Clemson in the championship game. He's lost to LSU Tigers, and now he's lost to the Auburn Tigers. <laughs> Tigers are no friends to Alabama. <laughs> I right never now. noticed that. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> Yeah, they don't like Tigers in that state. Yeah. Nick Saban, apparently ter- coming out of Alabama, terrified of Tigers. Yeah, just, just quick shout-out to all the zoo Tigers in Alabama. Watch out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get out. Oh, LS- yeah, LSU will probably house them. Send them, send them there. Yeah, send them to Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, they'll love them. Um, speaking of Tigers, Dabo. I'm so sick and tired of Dabo. This is one point I wanted to hit on. He was out here after they beat the brakes off South Carolina, talking about how nobody wants us in the playoffs. We're on, like, we're basically crying poor to the committee. Listen, Dabo, you have played absolutely nobody this year. I don't think a single person's out there saying if they went out, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs because now they look like a competent elite football team. But you looked like trash early in the season. You played absolutely nobody. The ACC is the worst football conference, I think, right now in America, top to bottom. So, yeah, you didn't have any room for Mart. You didn't have any error that you could make during this season. And that was all that anybody was ever saying. <laughs> so I don't know what you're complaining about, but this is just Dabo. He's an attention freak. It's why he runs ahead of all the players during that run down Howard's Rock. It's why he says outrageous things like he'll never coach football if we start paying players. He's full of shit, and he just likes the attention, I think, most of the time, which I am giving him right now. But I'm so tired of Dabo, sweetie. <laughs> I agree. I think he likes the attention. He's annoying. Um, he was just up there just, like, complaining and crying, and I was just like, dude, shut up. Like, uh, he was just like yeah. – it was kind of like a big pity party for his team, for his undefeated football team that's going to the playoff. I mean, it's just right. – they could pro- – they probably could. They could probably lose to UVA and still get in. There's a chance now at this point. With Alabama out, there, that's yeah. for sure a possibility. Yeah, with yeah. Alabama out, that's a real possibility, especially with what happens to the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. Or not yeah. the um, with the Oklahoma Baylor game. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's a real possibility. It's just one of those things where it's like they were ranked outside the top four because they just hadn't played anybody. They haven't played a single elite team or an elite no. defense at all this year. So we have, yeah, they're now playing good football. They're kicking the shit out of teams like they have been, but they almost lost to a terrible UNC team and they just weren't playing good football at the beginning of the year. So all the criticism was fair and it was simply, hey, you start winning games and you win out, you're in. Like, I don't know. I don't know what he's complaining about. Um, looking to complain. Yeah. Yeah. Looking to complain. The la- And it's seeking attention, as always. The last bit I did want to hit about Michigan, Ohio State. Oh. First of all, oh. Ohio State. Ooh, oh. They are They're good. good. Very good. I will say, I was surprised Michigan was able to eliminate Chase Young. Like, did he dress for the game? Because yeah. I don't remember seeing him at all. That was impressive by Michigan. I will give them that. And that kind of maybe sets up a formula because they did look a little beatable on defense if Michigan had been somewhat competent. The real story is how brain-broken Jim Hardball is because Michigan football, like I think this is what you just have to 
be okay with. I don't know if you have some thoughts on this, but like, I think you just have to be okay with being the fourth best team in the big 10 and winning maybe 10 games a year, because I don't see how it gets better. And Jim Harbaugh just seems incapable of developing talent to compete against Ohio state, Penn state, and just being a top team. I agree. Um, they kind of just need to realize they are who they are, and this is who they've kind of been for, like, a long time now. Yeah. Um, and their fans are kind of delusional, I won't lie. <laughs> but they kind of, yeah, being, you know, a complete bystander and, you know, just a college football fan, this is who Michigan is to me. I mean. Yeah. Ohio State historically is better than them. Now, oh, this yeah. is the best they've been since Lloyd Carr. Lloyd Carr got them some national championship games. I think when Hardball was hired, I think, and even I bought into this a little bit, I kind of assumed they would be competing for national championships. I didn't necessarily think they might be winning them, but they'd at least be making the playoffs. They haven't yeah. made the playoffs in the five years he's been there. He's now gotten a recruiting class completely through the door. They get blown out by Ohio State the last two years. They haven't been competitive against them during his time there. They really haven't been that competitive against Penn State and Wisconsin because they don't win on a regular basis. Yeah. They're sort of the fourth best team. They apparently can't play any defense against Ohio State. And I don't know. I don't know if maybe it's you fire Don Brown, which I feel bad because I like him as a coach, but he doesn't seem capable of, of putting up any fight against Ohio State offensively. Yeah. Hardball's out here kicking field goals down like 30. Yeah, like, what was up with that? I mean, yeah, and people are like, well, it was down to 15 at the end of the game. Go, okay, <laughs> like, maybe go get a first down. Like, your season's over. You're not making the playoffs. Go have some fight and go for a fourth down every once in a while. Like, it's Agreed. just bad. <laughs> I mean, they hit that field goal in the stadium, which was silent. They were like, well, yeah. why did you do that? I mean, yeah. And, yeah, it was weird. And one thing I will say about Ohio State um, and Georgia um, – I've got to wonder, do you think Georgia wishes they still uh, had fields? <laughs> yeah. I know Fromm is really good, but, yeah. man, you put fields on that team. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I think the offense in Ohio State's a little bit more conducive. I don't know. I think Kirby likes a guy like Jake Fromm a little bit better, but I'm with you. I, I'm a Jake Fromm guy. He's very good. But oh, I'm, yeah. Justin Fields is special. Like, he is uh-huh. having himself a hell of a season. Um, and you just do more. Yeah. I'm with you. I still think Georgia has a chance to potentially, because LSU hasn't played like an elite defense yet, and they're going right. to go up against Georgia, who is top-tier type level defense. So that will be super interesting. I think oh, there's yeah. a chance they might might win that game. There's a – I'm still mulling it over in my head. I love LSU, but it's just – I'd like to see what they're going to do. I really yeah. want to see LSU and Ohio State battle it out, because I think that would be – phenomenal f- football game. But yeah, I'm with you. Justin Fields getting away is that is tough in hindsight because he is tearing it up for Ohio State. And he's back next year, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I think he's back. Oh, man, Michigan, you guys are so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's game set match. <laughs> all right, that's really all I had on that. It was It was a bad betting week. You know, minor setback for a major comeback type of stuff. I, I've i had so many winning weeks the last couple of weeks. I was bound for a, a nosedive, but that was yeah. – uh, hands up. That was a bad one this last week. I oh. apologize for that. Oh, I think I went four and seven. Like, yeah, not not good. Yeah, I had four wins. Ohio State – <laughs> 
I had probably the best weekend I've had in a while. Maybe all season, honestly. Well, fantastic. And then yesterday I had a had a nice prop bet going. Kirk Cousins over over half interception. I was a little worried about it, Ooh, but man. he but he threw it. That is a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I think I should have known I was in real trouble when my under in the Lions Bear game got demolished real soon. Yeah. <laughs> And when Virginia Tech lost for the first time in 15 years, I think I should have probably just called it quits, turned it in for a day, because it wasn't going to get much better from there. If Ohio State hadn't covered the first half and the game in total, it would have been a really, really rough weekend. So I'm going to come back strong this weekend, though. I feel it. I feel good. We'll see how it goes. But <laughs> any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Um, nope, nothing really, man. Perfect. Well, that'll do it for us. As always, peace. Later. Oh, oh, oh.